Hallelujah. So good to be here today. Already blessed. You know, if we left right now, we'd be happy, wouldn't we? I'm telling you, God is good. So, so good. And we need to always keep that in mind in the affairs of life. Um, Because sometimes things can come up against you. Have you ever noticed that? (laughs) There can be some challenges or some oppositions. But um, if we always remember God is the good, he's a good God, and the devil is our enemy, it helps us uh, navigate through those times, doesn't it? And uh, I love singing the songs that we sang this morning about uh, the goodness of the Lord, because God is good. Amen. And he's for you, not against you. So let's pray this morning and get into the message. Father, we just thank you for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, your goodness leads to repentance. It leads to change and turn, turns us around. And we just thank you, Father, that we can keep our eyes on you and that you said surely goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our life and will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So I ask you today as we're here gathered together that we'll be changed into your image, that we will be renewed in the, in the spirit of our mind, that today we'll be strengthened with all might in our inner man. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. I want to talk to you today about the name of Jesus. And for some of you, this will probably be a review, but you know, I think it's important that we keep these things before us. The Bible says, don't let them slip away. Don't let them slip from you. And so for those of you who know these things, it'll be a review. But those of you might, who might not have heard uh, the powerful th- things that the Word has to say about His name, uh, then it'll be a really delightful time for you to learn and to uh, grow in using the name of Jesus. So we're going to start uh, in Philippians chapter 2 today. Philippians chapter 2. And we will start reading... Philippians 2 and verse 9. And the Bible says, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, of things in earth, and of things under the earth. We see here the power of the name of Jesus. And the fact that it is a name that is above every name. A name that is very, very uh, 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 um, important. Um, you know, there's people in the earth today that have very influential names, very powerful names. And, and we recognize them um, right off because of, of the, the name that they've made for themselves or the name that uh, maybe... Uh, has been, you know, given to them. Some people haven't done a lot in their life, but they just have the name that has been passed down to them. Um, some people have been conquerors. You know, I think about General Patton. He he earned a reputation and is named by conquest. And and then um, others, you know, have um, inherited names. And so uh, the name of Jesus. Uh, has been bestowed on him. It was it came through inheritance as well, and then by conquest. And so here we see it was granted. It was it was conferred upon him. And then look over in Hebrews chapter one, Hebrews chapter one, and we'll see uh, that it also came his name by inheritance. And uh, there's so many wonderful things about a name. Um, 
it, it probably used to, in Bible times, probably had more meaning. Now we just kind of name our children something that's kind of cute or, you know, um, something that, uh, maybe goes along with the last name, you know. But back then, they, names had a lot more meaning in the, in the, in the Bible. And, uh, you see that as, as, uh, God even would take someone's name and change it so that it would become more meaningful for their life and their destiny and their journey. Uh, so here we see in, um, Hebrews chapter one, verse one, God who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels, and he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. And so we see these uh, the, the uh, inheritance here of the name of Jesus, and then turn quickly to Colossians chapter 2, Colossians the second chapter, and look at verse 15. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. So we see the conquering power of Jesus and our ability to use that name. As he has said in his word, all power is given unto me, therefore go. Amen. Go in my name. And so uh, he has done he has given this name to us uh, for particular use in the earth today and we need to be aware of that delegated power that we've been given by the name of Jesus and Mark chapter 16 uh, describes that and let's turn there I think that's so important to know the great commission for all believers if you're a believer today this is uh, some uh, Some assignment for us, and we need to keep this in mind. Mark chapter 16, verse 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. And that doesn't, you don't have to be a preacher to preach. Preach just simply means proclaim it. Tell people. Tell people. And he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Uh, you know, I think about just in the natural realm, uh, names and what they mean. I remember years ago, I wanted to have a birthday party for one of my daughters at this resort in Panama City Beach. And I knew the people that owned it, and I, you know, in fact, one of uh, their daughters was a good friend of mine. So I saw her, and I, I talked to her a little bit. I said, we would really like to use that pool and resort right on the beach for a birthday party. She said, well, go use it. I said, well, I don't want to just walk up there and, you know, <laughs> take over the pool and everything. She said, no, if anybody questions you, just use my name. 
And I thought, wow, that's, that's pretty powerful. Just say, uh, well, they, you know, such and such told me we could use this pool and resort. And we did. And it was, it was wonderful. I remember years ago, um, talking about the power of, uh, of a name. Uh, I was up in Atlanta visiting some friends and I was by myself and I decided to go to World Changers for the Sunday service. And so I called, uh, I called, uh, my friend Taffy Dollar, the pastor's wife there. And she said, yeah, she said, just park in the back and that way you can, you know, you can go in the service with us. So when I got to the church, of course, there's tons of cars and there's security team and they guard the parking lot in the back. <laughs> and so, um, uh, you know, I rolled down my window as I was heading back there and they kind of said, like, what are you doing? And I didn't want to drop Taffy's name. You know, people say name dropping. You know, <laughs> have you ever heard that term? They're name dropping. So I just said, uh, I said, well, I used the administrative assistant that I know. I used her name. I said, so-and-so told me I could park back here. You know, I just thought. And they said, who? <laughs> oh, and I said, I said, well, actually, Taffy Dollar told me I could park back here. And he said, he said, that's the name we needed to hear. That's the name we needed to hear. And then, you know, he let me, let me buy. So it does make a difference what name you're using. Amen? It makes a difference what... Rhonda and I were years ago, I mean talking years ago, we were in our maybe teens, I know early 20s. Um, <laughs> my parents had their 25th wedding anniversary. We were talking about this the other day. Um, we've known each other for years. And uh, they were having their 25th anniversary and they repeated their vows at our church. Rhonda's husband was our pastor. She was my pastor's wife believe it or not, at 19. <laughs> we were all so young. But we were serving the Lord. Amen? And so um, after they got through with their vows, um, they got in the car to, to leave. They were going on a little trip, second honeymoon. And we had decorated their car, just married again, you know, 25 years or whatever. And so Rhonda and I said, let's chase them and honk our horn and make a big deal, you know. Down the beach, front beach road. So we're chasing them, you know, speeding uh, down front beach road. And we get pulled over by the police. (laughs) Pastor's wife and, you know, Bible student. (laughs) And so um, the officer said, you know, let me see your driver's license. Well, we had jumped in the car so fast that Rhonda had forgotten her purse. <laughs> so, speeding with no driver's license. So my dad, I, th- I guess he figured out and saw, my, saw the police or whatever. He turned around and came back. And he got out of his car and he said, These are my girls. <laughs> In other words, he took authority over that situation. These are my girls. Of course, he knew the police. He, we knew everybody in town. He knew the police officer. And, and so he let us go. He didn't take us to jail that day. <laughs> Thank God. But, you know, it, it's important who you know. Amen. And it's important what name you know. And we have the, the highest name that has a, a authority in three realms. Above the earth, on the earth, and under the earth. And it's been given, it's been delegated to us to use. In fact, he wants us to use the name. And as we use that name, it reminds us of what he's done and his finished work. Amen? So that we can have the authority uh, over all power 
uh, in every principality, every demonic power. Amen. And so uh, we see here that uh, Jesus had, let's, let's look at Matthew 8, 16. Jerry, I don't think I gave you this one. I'm adding more scripture because I don't have enough. <laughs> I always tease her. I, I, I love to, to preach the word, so I usually have a, a whole lot of scriptures. But Matthew chapter 8, verse 16. Somebody told me a long time ago, keep it between the covers here, you know. <laughs> keep your message between the covers. So that's what I endeavor to do. Matthew 8, verse 16. Uh, when evening was come, they brought unto him, talking about Jesus, many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick. So he cast out these spirits with his word. Thank God we can do the works that Jesus did and greater works because he's gone to the Father. So he has delegated or even we could use the word deputized us. He's made us sheriffs. Hallelujah. We're sheriffs on the earth. And we do have the power of God that is... uh, available constantly to us and the Bible says it it frightens the enemy now what they what the devil tries to do is frighten you he tries to scare you have you noticed that he his whole uh, uh, basis of, of trying to infiltrate our lives is through fear and um, in, in the book of Acts, we see time and time again where he, he, they would bring threatenings. You know, they use the word threatenings. In fact, let's look at that because I want you to see this. I, I believe it's very relevant to our lives today. Acts chapter 4, look there. Acts chapter 4 and verse 21. Acts 4.21 says, So when they had further threatened them, now they were threatening Peter and John because Peter and John had used the name of Jesus at the gate called Beautiful and lifted this man up that had been uh, lame from his mother's womb, about 40 years lame. Uh, They had lifted him up and the Bible says his ankle bones had received strength by the name of Jesus. And so they threatened Peter and John and they told them, don't talk, don't say that name anymore. They realized the power and the strength of God was wrapped up in the name of Jesus. When the name was used, strength came and affected this man's physical body. You know, it will, Jesus' name will affect your physical body. It will help you be strong. And the previous chapter, verse 16, says his name through faith in his name has made this man strong. The name of Jesus will make us strong. And I think it's important to speak his name. Amen. Amen. Um, And it says it's given him perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Well, this was such a notable miracle that the... the, the, uh, uh, there was some threatenings against them. They didn't, they didn't like what they were doing. And they said in verse 21, so when they had further threatened them, they let them go, go 
finding nothing how they might punish them because of the people for all men glorified God for which uh, that was done. For the man was above 40 years old on of uh, this miracle of healing was showed. So they were let go and then it says that they went to their own company. They prayed and lifted up their voice to God and notice in verse 29 and now Lord behold their threatenings. Behold their threatening. So the, the enemy loves to, to threaten you. Uh, even lately, you've probably seen the threat of this virus. And the panic. <laughs> I, I, have, I found a little thing of Purell on my counter this morning when we got home. And I thought, I could probably sell that for $200. <laughs> have you seen what these things are going for? I thought, golly, I might have some more under the cabinet. I could go on the street today and uh, bring a big tithe to church. Amen? There is so much fear, and because of the threat. Uh, uh, you know, living in Florida, you know as well as I do, that we hear things like this. Hurricane damage is a major threat to many coastal communities. How many times have we heard the threat? The threat. Uh, you might have been threatened by someone, somebody threatening you. If you do this or if you do that, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Maybe it's just a threat in your mind. Maybe nobody's really threatened you out loud, but you sense a threat, a fear. But you know, the enemy is a liar and he is a deceiver. And uh, we're not, the Bible says, we're not ignorant of his devices. So we can see through what he's trying to do. He's trying to get you to open up, open up the door of fear. Um, the Bible says, give, the, give no place to the devil. Don't let him get a foothold. Amen. Amen. And how do we do that? Just by saying, I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid. No. We say that. By getting in the presence of God and realizing the, the power of God and that the enemy is defeated. And along with that is all sickness and disease. Thank God we have authority. Uh, I don't know if it was here. We've been in so many meetings lately. I, I can't remember if it was here or somewhere else. Maybe it was here. The Spirit of God spoke to me and said, uh, you know, people think this, this virus, when it touches them, it will kill them. But I'm telling you, when it touches you, you'll kill it. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You'll kill it. Because in the Bible, diseases departed from the midst of them when Jesus was there. And he is here when you speak his name. He is here. Amen. He's, he is there with his name being spoken. Um, and so he, you know, Acts 9-1, it's interesting to me. Uh, listen to this, that Paul, uh, before he was born again, Saul, he, it says, and Saul, yet breathing out threatenings. Here's that word again, too. He was so used of the devil at that time, killing Christians, remember? Breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord. It's just a tool, a tactic of the enemy. Yeah. But notice when Jesus came on the scene, even in that particular instance, uh, verse 5, and he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecuteth. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he trembling 
and astonished, said, Lord, what will thou have me to do? So this threatening menace all of a sudden is a, a meek little kitten trembling. And that's how the enemy does. When we are, are, are bold, and the Bible says, be bold as a lion, they prayed for boldness. Yeah. They said, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants boldness. Because we have the power, we just have to be bold and say, no, you're not going to destroy my life. You're not going to destroy my finances. You're not going to destroy my physical body. Jesus came to give life and life more abundantly. And in the name of Jesus, that's what I receive. I don't receive this destructive menace of, of what the devil's trying to do in our lives. So here we see that, you know, all, you know, all of a sudden the threatening becomes uh, the trembling. Yeah. And the Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee. Yeah. He will run away, one translation says. Another translation says, run as in terror of you. He's scared of you. He's scared of you when you use the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And James 2 says, the devils believe and tremble. They tremble at his name. They tremble. We don't have to be afraid of the devil or any threatenings that he would come against us with. We have the armor of God. Ephesians 11 says we we do. That we're strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And that we can stand against the wiles of the devil. The strategic attacks of the enemy. And usually these missiles, uh, fiery darts, come with threatening. Something threatening your life, threatening your finances, threatening your, your church or your community, your nation. Whatever's threatening, we can know it's from the devil. And we have authority and power over that, so much so that he just doesn't say, okay, he runs as in terror. From you. Amen. Do you believe that? Yeah. Hallelujah. So we need to be very aware of the power of the name of Jesus. Very aware of, of the uh, authority because the word power can also mean authority. Hallelujah. Now there were uh, in Acts 19. Are you still with me? We're not going to go very much longer. We're just, we're going to close in just a minute. But I want you to just, I want just to emphasize this to you today because there's no use in us living below what Jesus died and paid for. There's no use living in pain and sickness and in the threat of even life threatening disease when you've been redeemed. Amen. And that's not, don't be condemned if you're fighting something, if something in your physical body is hurting or, or, you know, you, you having to, to, uh, oppose something the devil's trying to do. Don't get under condemn, condemnation. But I, I want to add fuel to your fire for the fight. So let's fight the good fight of faith. Amen. And, um, you know, if I get a cold or something going on in my body, you know, I, I just say, I, I'm resisting this. I'm fighting this. I don't receive it. I fight against it. Amen? Because it is not the will of God. Right. Same thing with financial challenges. It's not the will of God for you to live under that kind of stress. When you have a provider and his name is Jesus. Acts 19, look at verse 11. 
Acts 19.11. Now, this is an interesting story. It says, And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and the diseases departed from them, and evil spirits went out of them. Now, in, in several of these scriptures we've, we've read, Mark 16, cast out the devil. Resist the devil and he will flee. We saw where Jesus cast the devil out. And here we see Paul, uh, even that the, the things that touched his body, handkerchiefs and aprons that were brought, that, that even touched his body, made evil spirits leave people. I think sometimes we we have gotten away, and we Pastor Dave and I talked about this. Uh, we've gotten away from casting devils out, yeah. and and I know there's been craziness and abuse with that, but there's abuse in every part of life. Unfortunately, some people abuse animals, some people abuse children, but we don't. Amen. Um, some people abuse their spouse, but we don't. So just because there's abuse in an area doesn't mean you don't, you know, just because there's spousal abuse doesn't mean you don't ever get married. Amen? And just because there's abuse in areas of, you know, devil, everything's a devil, everything's a devil, and all that nonsense, doesn't mean there's not a reality there that sometimes we need to cast the devil out. And we can do that in the name of Jesus with his word. In the name of Jesus. So these evil spirits went out of them. Um, Paul understood he, who he was in Christ Jesus. He had a revelation of that. And we need to have a, a revelation of who we are in Christ Jesus. But these, these uh, folks, these Jews here, did not have quite the revelation yet. Um, they weren't even born again, you know. It says in verse 13, Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them... To call over them which had evil spirits the name of, of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preacheth. So here they took it upon themselves. That's the first mistake, isn't it? Yeah. Because we don't take things, we don't do things by our own power or in our own flesh. Because the devil will laugh at that. It's only through the name of Jesus and the power that we have in Christ that we even have this kind of authority. Amen? Well, they, they took it upon themselves to say something to these evil spirits. We adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preacheth. So they had no revelation or even authority in this realm. And it says, And when there, there, they were seven sons of one Sceva, a Jew, and to the chief priests, which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? Who are you? <laughs> Who, who? Remember that song? Who, who? <laughs> Am I singing it right? <laughs> who are you? Who are you? Do you know who you are? Do you know who you are in Christ? Because if you do know who you are, you won't have any of this kind of problem. <laughs> but if you're questioning who you are in Him, you know, if you're not quite sure, or maybe you've never even asked Him as Lord and Savior of your life, you need to. Then you can know who you are in Christ. And then this evil spirit will know who you are too. And they need to know who you are. Well, I don't want the devil to know who I am. Yes, you do. You want to know. You want him to know who you are. Amen? 
so he, he said, who are you? And the man in whom this, the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. Naked and wounded. So he beat them up and stripped their clothes off. You know, Lester Summerall used to say, the devil wants everybody naked. He takes people's clothes off and God puts people's clothes on <laughs> like he did in the Garden of Eden. Interesting thought, isn't it? But anyway, especially in Land of Lakes. <laughs> um, yeah, the nudist capital of the America. <laughs> Maybe that's one of the spirits we need to take a party over. <laughs> but the devil tries to take people's clothes off and you can see here naked and wounded. Remember the, the guy in the cemetery that was cutting himself naked and Jesus talked to him too, cast the devil out. The devil went and killed all these swine. That was a pretty powerful devil, wasn't it? But it, did, it left just like that when Jesus uh, cast the devil out. Swine flu, there you go. The flu, the, the swine flew to the water. <laughs> so, you know, you can see, no, I love, I love that. You're, you can see the destructive force of the enemy, but the delivering power of God. Amen. Um, in Brother Hagen's book, The Name of Jesus, if you don't have a copy, you should order it. It's just so powerful. Um, he talks about uh, a man that he was praying for in the healing line. And he prayed just, you know, regular prayer, be healed in Jesus' name. And he went about four more people down. And he turned around and all of a sudden he saw in the spirit a little demon on this man's shoulder. And the demon had his arm around this man's eyes and head. Just like this. And he said, uh, the spirit of God said, you need to cast that out. So he went went back to the man and he uh, spoke to the spirit and he said in the name of Jesus Jesus release him let him go and he said that little monkey thing just dropped to the floor and just whimpered off you know they're scared we don't have to be scared of them they're scared of us because of the name of Jesus and so the man told him after the service he said I felt like there was an arm band of iron around my head and my eyes and now I'm totally free. Yeah. Totally free. So there are demonic beings that try to hinder. They, they, they try to hinder people from getting saved. Then they try to hinder people from developing spiritually and, and attending church and growing in the Lord because they know we are a threat to them. Yes. They, they, you know, they try to threaten us, but we're the real threat. The church is the real threat. To the kingdom of darkness. And so they want to keep us, you know, hinder us in any way that they can. Be aware of that. And don't let the devil hinder you. Amen? Don't don't let him hinder you from coming to church. Because he'll throw up anything in the world to try to get you to not attend church. He knows this is where the power of God is sown into your life and the strength of God. Amen? Be aware. Don't be ignorant of his devices. So uh, here we see the power of the enemy uh, coming on these people. The, the devil does have power, but he doesn't have power over you. He does have uh, power in the earth. He's taught, you know, the Bible says he's the God, little g, of this world. But praise God, we are overcomers. Amen. Now I want to close with Ephesians chapter 6. Have you gotten anything out of this? 
maybe we're just reminded that we do have an adversary and he is roaming, the Bible says, to and fro on the earth as a lion. He's not a lion, but he's roaming to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. He's seeking whom he may devour. Well, don't let him devour you. Don't let him be the devourer in your life because you can resist him and he will flee. I know I quote Brother Hagin a lot, but he, you know, is my spiritual father. But he said this, I was listening to his uh, teaching one time, and he said, if the devil is not fleeing from you, you are not resisting. Because if you resist him in the name of Jesus, the Bible says he will flee. And the Bible cannot lie. So the thing about it is sometimes we, we, we let him come in our lives and have, we have a pity party and we, and we accept what he's saying and, oh my, I should be worried about this. Why? We're not supposed to be worried about anything. The Bible says cast your care over on him. Amen? Cast all of your quick care over on him for he cares for you. One translation says don't have any anxiety about anything. What a way to live, right? What a way to live. Well, if I had a million dollars in the bank, I wouldn't have a care. Yeah, you would. You wouldn't want somebody to steal it. You'd be afraid of losing it. And, uh, you know, or is somebody going to get my credit card number and, and steal it from me? Whatever. Uh, it doesn't matter what we have or don't have on the earth. Satan tries to get through with fear, threatenings, and anxiety and care and worry. And so we are to live free from that. The Bible says you run into him in Christ and you're safe. Isn't that beautiful? You're safe. He's a refuge, a fortress. Amen. A high tower. We run into him and we're safe. So, so, and so is his name. Hallelujah. So here we'll, we'll close with this. Ephesians chapter six. And the Bible says here in verse 10. Ephesians six verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, notice verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and then all the shield of faith, all the, the armor that he's given us, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. So here we see the the fight, the battle is not against people. It's not against people. The enemy will try to tell you so-and-so is your enemy, but... You, you've got to look past that and say, no, there's somebody behind this. And his name is Satan. There's demons. Amen. And we don't like to talk so much about this kind of stuff because it's not lovely and pretty. You know, at times it's ugly. But we have to expose him. Right? Have you ever been to a bullfight? I don't recommend it because I've been to one. But if, if, you, if you've ever seen it on TV, maybe in a movie or anything, or maybe you've been to one. There is a matador, there's a huge, huge animal bull, and, but the matador has a red cape, you know, and he slings it around, and, and the bull thinks that that cape, for some reason, is the enemy. 
And so every time the bull charges, he doesn't charge the matador, he charges the cape, which gets him into big trouble <laughs> every time. And it's so cruel and hateful, you know, the way they stab the, the bull every time, you know, I won't go into all the details of that, but you get, you get my drift, you get what I'm saying. And if that bull knew the true enemy there, and we just move over a little bit, <laughs> That little matador of a hundred pounds would be, you know, slung out of the arena probably by the bull. But because he's going after the wrong thing, then there's trouble. And we need to know that we have an enemy, singular, an, an enemy. The Bible says, our adversary, one. Amen. And that we're to love people and hate the enemy. <laughs> Amen. Don't be ignorant of his devices. And in the name of Jesus, praise God, we have authority over him. And we can cast him out. Hallelujah. Amen. He's under our feet. Yes. And we have the freedom to use the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for this day that you have made us aware again of how very powerful your name is. That we have authority that we have uh, dominion over every evil force on earth, under the earth, and above the earth. And we thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And Father, you've not given us a spirit of fear, but power and love and a sound mind. And I thank you for power today, that we realize the power that we have in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Power in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now just think about that for a minute. All power, Jesus said, all power is given unto me. In heaven and earth. Go therefore. Well what did he mean by that? He meant go with that power. Go with that authority. Stand strong. In that which he's given unto you. Stand strong and courageous against. The evil forces of darkness. And you prevail every time. Every time you prevail over them. He always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that we realize and understand and know that you back up that name with everything that heaven has. You back up the name of Jesus as we speak it. Bless you. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's just wait on him for a moment. Bless you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Worship the name of Jesus. Jesus. 
bless the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, you might be facing things today that you feel like you've been threatened. And um, I just feel like we should take authority together over that as a, as a body here, believers. So uh, let's just close our eyes. You know, it's, it's just a, a private thing. Um, I'm not going to call you up here, but uh, if as heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you feel like you've been threatened by the enemy, whether it be physical or mental or financially or, or in a relationship, whatever it could be, and you just want us to take authority over that today, would you lift your hand and put it back down? I see that hand, that hand, that hand, that hand. Okay. And that hand back there. And that hand. Hallelujah. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You know, I was threatened this week. I was sitting in a service day before yesterday, I believe. It was after, uh, I don't know what service it was. They all run together, but... And I got a text from my daughter. And she's been really frightened about this coronavirus. She's a single mom and my little grandson's seven. And, and she lives in Dallas and she's, she, she's updated me on this coronavirus constantly. And I've been saying, say Psalm 91. Amen. It's a beautiful Psalm and it's powerful. And she has. But you know, it's, it's been on the news a lot. You know, we've been inundated with this threat. And so she she texts me and she said, um, there's a hundred confirmed cases in Dallas. Of course, in my mind, I'm saying, it will not come near you in Jesus' name. A thousand will fall at your, ten thousand at your right hand. It shall not come near you. Amen? And so then she texts me and said, I had to pick Silas up from school today because he's sick. When I went to pick him up, there were seven other kids sick. And, you know, the enemy comes right in with that, with all this stuff going on. So I just sat there in the service and prayed for a little bit. And the Spirit of God is so good when we don't panic and go crazy. Amen? Amen. Just ask God. Ask the Lord. And the Lord told me, this is, this is not that virus. It's not this, that's not this virus. And tell her that. And then speak to Silas's body. Command it to be healed. Amen. Thank God for the name of Jesus. Amen. So about that time, Pastor David leans over to me and he said, why don't you go call Victoria? So I got up from the service and went out. She was on her way home after she had picked him up. And I said, okay, number one, we've been praying and this is not the coronavirus. Number two, I'm going to speak to Silas's body. He's going to be healed in Jesus' name. So... Um, and thank God for God. Amen. See, this is available to all of us. Yes. Amen? Yes. And um, so I did. Well, she got home. He went to sleep. He woke up hungry, ate, continued to recover. Amen? Yeah. Fine. Praise God. But there's a threat. You see the threat? When yeah. the devil tries to bully you and threaten you with yeah. things, and get you concerned about stuff, and even open the door to him through all that fear. But praise God, the name of Jesus is a strong tower. Amen. Amen. So we're going to take authority over your threats today. And we're going to threaten the enemy here. Hallelujah. Yeah. Father, we just thank you for everyone that raised their hand today. We see in the realm of the Spirit the threats 
the breathing out of threatenings against your people. And we notice this pattern of threatening. We see where Goliath threatened David on the battlefield. And David said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? That he would threaten the armies of the living God. And and we see that our enemy, our adversary, the devil, his strategic attacks against the people, even right here. And so we take authority over every attack and threat right now in the name of Jesus. And we command the enemy to stop right now and to flee. We resist you, Satan, in the name of Jesus right now. And we thank you, Lord, for your power (laughs) backing that up in your name. In Jesus' name. Now we expect a turnaround in every situation. And we expect every threat to be exposed as nothing. In Jesus' name. And there's repair and there's restoration and there's healing and there's power made available right now to turn every situation around. In everybody's life right now in Jesus' name that lifted their hand. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it, Father. Hallelujah. And we thank you. There'll be testimonies of your delivering power because you are our deliverer. (laughs) Mighty to deliver. Mighty to deliver. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen.